Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Diet Therapy Podcast, where the best medication is good conversation. I'm your host, Sutton Duff. Uh, I'm back again today for episode 15. Um, This is a very special time, a very special episode, if you ask me, because um, currently the world is going through a huge crisis, uh, which I will get to in a second. Um, But first and foremost, I want to go ahead and basically just shout out the clothing line that I'm wearing today. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see me. I'm wearing a a new overlooked underrated uh, Oler for short t-shirt that is designed by me, uh, produced by me. And yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty cool. You know, I, I think a couple other people think it's pretty cool. So I'm just kind of showing you guys just to kind of get it out there. If you do think it's pretty cool and you want to order one by any chance, they are only $22. I uh, have all sizes. They don't just come in this black and white uh, that I'm wearing here. If you go on my Twitter uh, or Instagram at S-U-T-T-O-N-D-E-F, that's Sutton Def, S-U-T-T-O-N-D-E-F on Twitter or Instagram. You can find other colors that I have available for it as well, and you can go ahead and order one for $22. If you just uh, send me a direct message on Twitter or Instagram, you can even do it on YouTube if you don't um, have either of those platforms. But yeah, you can order this shirt for 22 bucks. And if you're listening on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts, I would suggest you go and check us out on YouTube. Well, check me out. It's kind of just me doing this here. But, um, you know, you guys know I have my, my uh, co-host on here. Every now and again, my boy Derek, I'm missing him today, but I'll get him on the next episode. But you can find me at those spots. You can get this for uh, $22. Um, you can find us on YouTube as well at the Diet Therapy Podcast, or if you just search Sudden Death. So today, like I said, is a very special episode, if you ask me, um, because like I said, the world is going through a crisis. Um, since this is on YouTube, I understand that I am not allowed to um, say the name of the of the epidemic uh, explicitly, so I'm going to refer to it by the code name. COVID. I'm just going to say COVID this, COVID that. I'm not going to specifically say what it's called because I don't want to get taken off of YouTube for that. So COVID-19. Uh, and, and that's one thing. I don't, I'm not really sure why it's called COVID-19 when it's uh, 2020. I would, I would think it would be like COVID-20 or something like that. It would make a lot more sense, you think, right? But who knows? Anyway, COVID-19 is currently uh, sweeping not only the nation, but the entire world. Um, it's kind of just like people are kind of taking to it in a way that they haven't taken to anything in a while in terms of like being fearful of something. And, and, and if you ask me my opinion about it, I think that, yes, it is something that needs to be taken seriously. It is something that needs to be, um, you know, paid close attention to. But at the same time, I think that people are literally blowing this out of proportion, way out of proportion. You might think, uh, well, Def, why do you, why would you say that? You know, like it, this is a serious thing. People are catching it. It's, it's been confirmed cases. We've seen it. Celebrities, things are getting postponed, canceled, suspended, you know? So this is obviously a serious matter, right? Uh, if, if you ask me, I, I like to look at the the facts of things. I like to dive a little bit deeper and look into uh, what exactly is going on. <clears throat> Excuse me, but uh, what exactly is going on? 
And what exactly is going on is a 97% survival rate from this thing. Okay. Uh, 80,000 people who have had it have recovered. Uh, 7,000 have died. And that is as of today, Tuesday, March the 17th at 4.05 p.m. Eastern time. 7,000 people have died. 80,000 have survived. What does that tell us on the surface? This is not a a sickness or a virus that is uh, wildly life-threatening. And you can actually look at the 7,000 people who have died, rest in peace to them, of course. Um, But they are individuals who already either already had something uh, seriously wrong with them, health-related, or they were a lot older, so their their immune system was a lot weaker. It's like it's it's sort of like uh, pneumonia, something that's been around for forever, something we've known about for forever, or the flu. You know, an older person can catch something like that, or somebody with a super weak immune system can catch something like that, and they could very well die. Coronavirus is kind of like on the same level. It's like it's just that it's new. It's something new. So people are really taking to it. Um, and you can honestly tell by the way that like the news, you know, the media, um, just our government has reacted to it. Um, people are really taking this thing serious. People are going out buying toilet paper in abundance. Um, that I don't, I I, want to take a minute to talk about that. Uh, toilet paper. Why do you need uh, just so much toilet paper in a time of a a uh, a virus. It's a virus. It doesn't make you shit excessively, to my knowledge. Um, but maybe that is a symptom, a side effect that I'm just not aware of at this time. Maybe words getting out there on the street that, hey, you, I mean, you have corona. Well, I can't say that. You have COVID. You got loose booty, you know, maybe that's the thing. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I haven't had it, at least not to my knowledge, but I just don't understand why people are going out and buying massive amounts of toilet paper for something that for something like this, you know, it's actually kind of funny to me Uh, instead of buying stocking up on like, I don't know, water. I don't know, like medicine, you know, like uh, maybe a mask or two. I don't I don't know. I don't know who really knows, you know, Uh, and that's another thing. I can honestly say I don't know because I don't. I I can only just like you guys, just like 99 percent of you guys listening to this. I can only tell you information based off of what I've seen or read from a screen. So from my iPhone or from uh, my television set, you know, that sort of thing. I I have not seen COVID-19 with my own two eyes. <clears throat> I just have not haven't seen it yet. So I, I'm sorry if, you know, it's kind of hard to believe. I'm hearing a lot of things about it. I'm hearing a lot of things about it, you know, but I see better than I can hear, you know. And if I haven't seen anything, it's just kind of like I don't really know what I'm what I'm supposed to be overreacting to just like everybody else is. Like I said, things are getting postponed, canceled, shut down. Leagues suspended. <clears throat> Sheesh. 
clearing my throat a lot today. League suspended. Things are happening, people. And this guy isn't all the way uh, sure as to why. Why? I don't know. And I was kind of thinking about it earlier, and I kind of uh, I came to a conclusion that I don't, I don't even want to say it's a, a conclusion because it's not, this might seem crazy, but I'm going to get to it in, in just one minute, 60 seconds. So I think that mass media, <clears throat> just so you guys know, I went to college for mass communications. Uh, so this is very interesting to me. But just the fact and the way that mass media is emphasizing the hype behind this whole uh, epidemic is just, it's insane. It's insane. If you really think about it, if we did not have social media, if we did not have, you know, just the internet to spread information so fast, so quickly, who would really know about this virus? You think about it because if, if nobody's really dying, if nobody is dropping dead in the street, if nobody, if the average person can't walk outside or can't go into a public environment and see the effects of something like this immediately, how are they going to know about it besides word of mouth? You know, your friend might go to the doctor and the doctor might know about it because they're a doctor. And then they come home, tell you, then you go and tell your friends and they tell their friends. You know how long that takes? With the addition of social media to society, we have become so desensitized to what we can actually see with our own two eyes, and we just believe everything that comes through on our feeds. <clears throat> we really don't know what's going on, people. We don't know. That's the truth. We really don't know. You know, and we're just doing a lot of assuming right now. Some people are panicking. Some people aren't. I just happen to be one of the people that is not panicking, at least not at this very moment, as I take a sip of wine. <clears throat> so I really think that this really goes to show how millennials, and I'm a millennial myself, have really influenced uh, this virus, COVID-19. So you, you, I mean, you see on social media all the time, people uh, just talking about this thing, you know, posting memes. Some people are making jokes out of it. Some people are taking it serious. Some people are kind of stuck in between. They want to kind of joke about it, but they also want to, you know, be serious about the situation as well. But all of that, even the lighthearted, funny stuff, it adds to the seriousness of it. Because if everybody's doing it, it gets the it gives the idea that, okay, this, this is something that is massive. This is something that is huge right now. It's serious. It's something that is really going on. People are joking about it. You've got politicians talking about it. You've got doctors talking about it. This is something that the world is threatened by, genuinely threatened by. But... I'm like, but I think, like I said, millennials in a way are to blame for the seriousness of this virus because the information spreads so quickly to one another. And now like every day, every day, every new day that starts, we have more people 
on the World Wide Web, on the internet, than we did the previous day, than we did yesterday. So every day, more and more new people are consuming information and generating ideas, <clears throat> common ideas off this information. And, you know, that's just the way things, that's just the way things are. People are formulating ideas for themselves based off of what they've seen other people say about this. Some people are taking it serious, like I said. So you have people who are taking to that idea. And you have some people who are not taking it serious at all and who are joking about it and laughing about it. And they're taking to that idea. And then you have guys like me who is kind of in the middle. I, I think that people are definitely overreacting, but I also take the matter seriously. Like, it is a virus that seems to be non-life-threatening, but um, yeah, at the same time, I don't want to catch it because I don't, I don't want to get sick, you know. But just the impact that social media has on um, just the fast spreading of the news, all of the news. So even the news today from Donald Trump basically saying that there is going to be a stimulus package put in place where. Uh, every citizen is going to get a thousand dollars or something like that. It's just all that information just comes and goes so fast. You know, people's jobs are getting closed down, and you know, you know about this stuff. Think about it. in 1932, if if su if such and such company got shut down, and it wasn't like a huge, huge, major, major company that uh, you did business with every day, you wouldn't know about it. So it wouldn't seem as serious to you. You might know of one or two businesses that are getting shut down, but you don't know of the why the vast majority with social media. You know those things. Millennials are broadcasting it. They're telling you. We are telling you what is going on. We are giving you live updates on everything that is going on with the world. Live updates on the facts and opinions. And when you consume as many opinions as you do facts, a lot of times those opinions uh, they sway you more than the facts do because the facts are just there to set the to set the standard. The opinions are there to uh, put you on one side of the fence or the other side of the fence. So social media makes you pick. It really does. It makes you choose which side of the fence that you want to be on. And I think that is it can be a little bit of a problem um, because it is blown everything out of proportion. So people are panicking. You have people who are genuinely panicking over a situation like this. And I, I just don't see, I don't see the reason why. But like I said, I do think that social media does have a big, a bigger impact on the spread of this virus than we think. Yeah, we, we think it's like, you know, hand to hand touching. And, you know, if you touch something, you might catch the, the, the COVID and this and that. But it's really deadlier that everybody is, you know, kind of like getting more information about it, you know, and I know that seems kind of backwards, but my thing is that like the more people that know about it and the more people that are misconstruing what is going, what exactly is going on about it, uh, the more controversy that is stirred up about it. And, you know, the more people tend to panic. I feel like there wouldn't be as much panic around this whole situation if everybody wasn't 
communicating the way that they do. And it's just impossible to stop that because of mass communication these days with social media, Twitter, your Instagram, Facebook, everybody's constantly communicating with everyone. So, and it's just, it goes to show. Think about when we had Ebola or when we had swine flu. Those are probably two of the more recent ones, uh, sicknesses or viruses or whatever. People... It wasn't quite as big as this is, as this is today, um, but it just goes to show because social media has grown since then. So just the impact that spreading information and knowledge around the world has now is getting faster, um, is growing stronger. Things like this are going to have a much bigger impact than they used to. And... You think about like back when, uh, and I tweeted this earlier this week, like uh, when staph infection was like a big thing in like schools and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember having any social media back then. I was in middle school, I believe. Um, I might have had like a like a MySpace or maybe like a Bebo or something like that. Uh, shout out to you guys who remember what Bebo was, but yeah, I just. There wasn't like a huge, huge hype surrounding about it. You didn't really hear about it unless you watched the news, you know. But nowadays with something like this, like with COVID, you open Twitter, you open Instagram, it's the first thing you see. So it's at the top of your priority list. And that's the problem with a lot of people, you know. They'll, it's at the top of their list. As soon as they get on their feeds, they're looking more into it. And they see opinions before they see facts. And then they see more facts. And they see more opinions. And then more opinions and opinions. And they're swaying their own. They're going back and forth and just... People are panicking. It's tough. I think that as long as we all, you know, stay healthy, stay clean, um, definitely wash your hands. Do like do what they are saying, like in order to prevent yourself from getting this uh, the sickness. But I I do think that people are blowing a little bit out out of proportion. So I want to transition away from COVID. Uh, like I said, I think it is a it's a hot topic right now, for sure. And I hate that it's canceling, uh, you know, all of sports. That's that's one thing that is really killing me. So the NBA has been canceled until further notice. Um, I watch a lot of UFC and mixed martial arts stuff. And that's the next three events of that have been canceled. So uh, and then also you have shoot. What else? Like hockey. For those of you who look like I like hockey, that's been all these things are getting like postponed, suspended, canceled. The XFL got canceled. I love the XFL. You guys know how much I love the XFL. I talked about it on a bunch of different podcast episodes. Got canceled too. So I hate it. I hope that it's all cleared up by around like next month. I assume is that like that's what's going to happen because like I said, with like social media, things come and they go. Like the popularity for things, they build up. They reach their their climax and then they start to die down. And once that happens with this and people kind of stop paying as close attention to it as they were a month ago, um, it'll the hype for it will start to die down and we'll, you know, we'll move on. But I'm going to move on to the next topic. Like I said, today is Tuesday, March 17th. And this morning there was huge news in the NFL. Uh, Tom Brady posted on his Instagram that. He is going to continue his career in the NFL, but he's not going to be doing it with the New England Patriots. 
And I just wanted to go ahead and I wanted to read to you guys what he said because I found it very interesting. I just have to find it really quick. I found it very interesting what he said, um, especially because I was kind of cheering for him to leave the Patriots, but I kind of knew in the back of my head and the back of my brain that like, come on, like Tom's not leaving the Patriots. Like that's impossible. That's not happening. Right. But nevertheless, he does leave. And now he's either going to like the Bucks or the Chargers. But here's what he says in his note that he posted on Instagram. So he says, to all my teammates, coaches, executives, and staff, Coach Belichick, the Kraft family, and the entire organization, I want to say thank you for the past 20 years of my life and the daily commitment to winning and creating a winning culture built on great values. I am grateful for all that you have taught me. I have learned from everyone. You all have allowed me to maximize my potential, and that is all a player can ever hope for. Everything we have accomplished brings me great joy, and the lessons I have learned will carry on with me forever. I couldn't be the man I am today without the relationships you have allowed me to build with you. I have benefited from all you have given me. I cherished every opportunity I had to be a part of our team, and I love you all for that. Our team has always set a great standard in pro sports, and I know it will continue to do just that. Although my football journey will take place elsewhere, I appreciate everything that we have achieved, and I am grateful for our incredible team accomplishments. I have been privileged to have had the opportunity to know each and every one of you and to have the memories we've created together, end quote. Very touching, right? You know, very, very heartfelt message there from uh, our, our friend Tom Brady. Now, if you ask me, I am a Baltimore Ravens fan. And my reaction, my immediate reaction to this news was, praise God, you know. Uh, Tom Brady, listen, while he is great, he's an awesome quarterback. We all know that. I think that uh, at times, a, a lot of us, we did get tired of seeing him win over and over and over again and just dominate the AFC for years and years and years, like a decade, pretty much. I'm glad that he's gone. I'm glad that the Patriots and their fans kind of have to take a step back and join the rest of us in uh, uh, NFL team mortality. And they have to, you know, kind of reset and kind of start over again. I'm happy about that. Now, of course, like seeing Brady in his glory days and uh, I remember probably his best his best Super Bowl well, his best victory. Uh, Super Bowl victory was the one against the Falcons a couple years ago. Uh, I believe that was 2016 um, against the Falcons. I That was probably one of the best come from behind victories I've ever seen. And Tom Brady, he deserves all the credit in the world for, you know, the things that he did for that organization. And it was great even as, you know, just as a football fan, just as an NFL fan, watching uh, him play and watching how, he orchestrated an offense, um, especially at times where you thought that just like he couldn't like there, there, was, there was no way, you know, there was he would make drives down the field where things were just working that just were not supposed to just keep on working. And that's what really frustrated you the most about Tom Brady in New England, because you knew you knew that Tom Brady and Bill Belichick had that chemistry. And. Just whatever receivers that they had at the time, they had that chemistry with Brady. 
and you knew that they were going to, oops, hit my mic. You knew that they were going to make things work. It, it was just a hundred percent every time. Like Edelman up the middle, two, three plays in a row. And you've got Gronk and you just, you think to yourself after plays where like, uh, they just break big play after big play after big play on like a final drive of the game. You think to yourself, like, how are they doing this? This is like magic. Like they're just making it work. It's just working for them. It's like a game of Madden. And like things are just working for the other guy, for the other team. And you're just like, dude, what the? <sighs> yeah. That, I mean, Brady is, I'm glad he's not retiring. You know, do I think it kind of tarnishes his legacy that he's going to another team to play football? Yes, I do. But I do want to see, I want the question to be answered uh, for all, like for, for good, for all, for all time. Is Tom Brady like a system quarterback? You know, will we see Brady shine in another, in a different offense? You know, um, cause right now he's either going to go as of right now, um, 4 26 PM on March 17th, he's either going to go to, uh, the LA chargers or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's undecided yet. It's undecided yet. Now, Fox Sports report, reported uh, earlier today that he was going to go to the Buccaneers, or uh, but some people say he's going to the Chargers. By the time you're listening to this podcast, he'll probably have picked one or the other. So I think that if he goes to the Buccaneers, oh yeah, there's, there's weapons. There's weapons there. You've got uh, Mike Evans and... Um, Humphreys and they've got the new running back uh but uh, I just don't think there's enough there to really get Brady to what he ultimately wants which is a championship I just don't think there's enough there I think that um somebody like like a team like the Chargers is probably way better way better you're looking at you've got the star wide receiver you've got Keenan Allen you've got Mike Williams, another big, just big wide receiver. Brady loves big targets. We know that. You've got um, Hunter Henry. You've got the tight end, you know. Uh, and then you've also got the running back. You've got Austin Eckler. Melvin Gordon's about to be gone. We know that. But you've got Austin Eckler, a guy that you can pass to, you know, a running back that you can throw the ball to, which he loves, um, that you can also hand it off to him. He's going to get you yardage. So, uh, I think that the Chargers would definitely be the better fit for him. And I hope he does go to the Chargers because, well, actually, no, I'm not going to say that. I don't hope he goes to the Chargers because if he goes to the Chargers, he might elevate them into being a contender in the AFC. And that would be annoying for my Ravens. That would be the best case scenario for him, I think. But uh, for me, I'd rather ship him off to the NFC so he can go play with the Tampa, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and probably uh, <laughs> go nine and seven or Probably ten and six. I give him ten and six. If he went to the Buccaneers, I'd give the Bucks ten and six that year. What do you guys think? Like I said, you can uh, find me on Twitter or Instagram at Sutton Def S U T T O N D E F. This is the Die Therapy Podcast episode fifteen. Um, yeah, like I said, hit me up. Who do you guys think that he would be best? Well, well by the, like I said, by the time you listen to this podcast, he probably will be at one place or the other. But just let me know what you think about. Tom Brady and his signing wherever he does go. Uh, and how do you think he'll do this upcoming season with that team? Um, but yeah, I am, I'm not here to hold you guys too long today. 
I'm going to go ahead and close out the show after I just give the last daily dose uh, of this episode, episode 15. Uh, I think that Netflix is making a comeback. I think that they are responding very well to um, Disney Plus, uh, HBO. Um, I think that they're doing a very good job at keeping shows rolling out consistently. And they've actually put some pretty good stuff on there lately. Um, I watched, uh, I'm still I'm still in the process of watching Spencer Confidential, which is a new Netflix movie that's up there. It's actually number one in the world right now, like watched on Netflix. Uh, it's really good from what I've seen so far, but I fell asleep last night on it. So I'm not, that's not my daily dose, but my daily dose is um, Ozark. Ozark season three is coming out sometime next week. Uh, if you have never watched Ozark, it is a show about a guy who gets into a tough situation. He has to move his family out to some remote area and he has to basically launder a whole lot of money for a, a drug lord. And if he doesn't, him and his family dies. And if he does, he gets to survive. And it's just, it's a really good, it's very, uh, it's very chilling. It's very cold. It's dark. Um, but it's very entertaining as well. And, a, and, a, and it's just an awesome storyline. It's an awesome storyline featuring, featuring uh, Jason Bateman, who is one of my favorite actors. I love Jason Bateman. If you haven't watched Ozark season one and two, I would definitely suggest you get on Netflix right now and check that out because season three is coming and it will be awesome. But yeah, Ozark on Netflix, guys. That's where you can find it. That's been The Daily Dose, and this has been episode 15 of the Diet Therapy Podcast. Uh, like I always say, you can find me on Twitter Instagram at Sutton Def, or you can find me on YouTube, SoundCloud, or Apple Podcasts at the Diet Therapy Podcast. Um, also, like I said before and earlier in the episode, if you're watching this on YouTube, if you're not, then go watch this on YouTube um, <laughs> and subscribe to my channel, please. But uh, if you want to buy this shirt that I've got on, I also have like hoodies and windbreakers and stuff like that. Uh, you can just hit me up on Twitter, Instagram at Sutton Def, and uh, you can order this shirt for $22 in a bunch of different colors. And you can see those on my social media uh, or you can order one of the hoodies or the windbreakers that I also have on my social media as well. Um, but I appreciate you guys, as always, for coming through and listening to my podcast. Uh, I love all you guys who listen, especially all the way through. Um, this has been the Diet Therapy Podcast, episode 15. I'll see you guys in the next one. Later.